Howdy, and welcome to the Lunch Table, a podcast where we hold on to all our dirty thoughts into this special, special place we can let them out with our closest friends. With our pants off. Yes, that's why this is our safe zone. Ooh, oh yeah. Oh God, it's getting weird already. Dude, you want to trade seats? Don't worry, there's a buffer in between us. Ooh, uh, I, no, no. I want to watch. I want him to crawl over you. Don't worry, that was fake. I wasn't wearing pants to begin with. I know. Dude, we always find a way to ruin this within the first couple of seconds. I like it. Mm -hmm. So let me introduce everybody without their pants on. First, around the table, we have a special guest. And at this point, almost a full member. Kent, my mouth is more moist than your cake. Watsonizer! It's a uh, courtesy of the Guinness. Thank you, by the way. Ooh. I bought you that beer. Shut up. <laughs> You're not wearing pants. His mouth is the moistest. Have you ever been in there? It is so moist. He want to say yes. You're just on recording, so I know. <laughs> you know you have been in there. <laughs> You sick fuck. I have checked him for cavities. That's what I was going for. <laughs> Ew. And the guy who's checking his brother for cavities, my right-hand man, Mr. Google himself, Drew, call me sweet tits, Watsonizer. That's me. Yeah, sweet tit McGee. That's rude. I just want to milk you, bro. I want you on all fours, and I just want to... <laughs> Trust me, that's like titty should go be grabbing. <laughs> I just want to hear you go. Mrr. Did you ever see that terrible uh, meme? How do you milk a goddamn almond? <laughs> that was on. That was on the ranch. Show me the. Show me the goddamn tit on an almond. Yeah, yeah there you go. And the guy who stares at tits at an almond. Your host with the most gentle fingers. Well, when you touch gentle things like children. Gotta do it with Phil. <laughs> we need Phil. <laughs> gotta need... do it with a light touch. How many lists are you on now? All of them. <laughs> 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 Phil is not helped at all. <laughs> he is on every no-fly list that I he know. can help with. The only thing he helps with is us not getting popular. He makes sure that we get demonetized <laughs> every time. He's just keeping us underground. <laughs> <laughs> Carl Jones! Yeah, you remembered your name. Woo. I know, I'm getting better at that. <laughs> Alright, let's get into it. So, when you pass out of your mother's birthing canal, right, and you pop out, and you're still connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're still connected to your mother. And you first look at her. Is that love at first sight? Because the only reason I bring this up, Drew brought up, he asked me if I believed in love and first sight on one of our other podcasts. And we kind of talked about it, yada, yada, yada. And I said, no, not really, and things like that. And, and then I thought about this situation. Like, okay, when I was born and I looked at my mother, is that instant love? Or does the child grow love for it over time because of, like, familiarity? All right, so I'm going to yeah. get philosophical on you for a minute. Yeah. First off, you don't love our mom. <laughs> I, I was gonna dodge that a little bit there <laughs> but uh he stepped right in <laughs> so do you remember being born 
No. No, no, no. Do you love anybody you don't remember? That's my point. I think yes. I think there's things that you react to that you don't remember. Have you ever, okay, have you ever done something new and been really good at it compared to anyone else and you don't know why? Masturbating. Or, or that's years of practice. Thank you. Or like reading, math, <laughs> whatever really it is, whatever it is, because I have things that I have an interest in, but I don't know things that I would be immediately good at. You've never done something where it's like, oh man, I Every, actually got a little act for this. Everybody has that. That's why beginner's luck is a thing. I don't think it's beginner's luck. I think a lot of that has to do with DNA and your ancestors' information getting passed down to uh-huh. you. So like. <clears throat> Not a past life, per se, but somebody else. But past are we, knowledge. Are you talking uh, Assassin's Creed right here? I don't know, maybe. I've never really played <laughs> like it. I could. sink passed down? Yeah. yeah, Yeah, but I mean, like, okay, let's... You look at it, people usually who are good at a sport, they pass that down to their kid, and their, kids, their kids usually get better, right? Usually someone who's good with engineering, their kids are good with engineering, it's a trait passed down. I, because I think, it's information given to somebody. I don't know, my mom was a school teacher and I do not like children. Yeah, but you're really smart and you're good at school. Alright, so what have you worked towards in your life that you have become good at? Bowling. Okay. So if you were I don't the know one... if he's good at bowling. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's <he's> true. <laughs> bad. That's true. This year has been rough. Alright, so if you taught your child, <clears throat> uh, God forbid... Uh, to have bowling skills, right? That would yeah. be your leveled up skills that you are passing. That's not genetic. That's but your experience. Be, yes, better three family yes, but I also started out naturally better than others. You may have better coordination in my family. Okay, but my grandma bowled, my great grandma bowled, my mom bowls. They were all good bowlers. Mm-hmm. I come out. I'm a good bowler. Some of that, and some of like even now when I get back into it. Some of the ways I know how to move and do things on the lane that were never explained to me is because I, I feel like it's because like, oh, I have like this, there's something inside me already telling me it. And I think that that DNA helps with that. I now, think it could help with that. What if, what if it isn't necessarily the knowledge that you're using for it, but your bodily DNA that is making it happen? Take uh, how people eat red meat now. Yeah. Uh, us not eating red meat and needing it cooked has been something that has been passed down for generations for it to happen. Yeah. So maybe it's not you knowing exactly what to do when you walk up there, but your body automatically knowing that it needs to move in that way. Yes. Evolution. You have bowling evolution. And I think that and evolution to me is nothing more than your body holding on to its ancestral ideas and going, okay, what have we done in the past? This is where we need to improve. That's not great. <laughs> you really don't like that? I warned you that it was terrible. It's not bad. I like it. I don't mind it. I, I, really I won't put off that you might have some kind of DNA ability to pass down your skills. I do, however, strongly think that if you have been around bowlers growing up, maybe you were a four-year-old oh, yeah. watching your mother bowl you had picked up on things that when you first touched it, you were already ahead of the game. Okay, but... So that's more experiential. But this still works This still works out, because what did you ask me? Can you love something without remembering it? So even if I picked it up at a young age where I couldn't remember and held on to it... So yes, in some point, I feel like yes, you kind of can. Well, but I don't think to the full extent of what love truly is... I've now broken that in my brain because I'm thinking about how uh, so some sociopaths have no feelings whatsoever. Yes. So did they genetically get 
no love passed from their parents. And not all of them have been like that. That's why I said some. Right, right. And I think I bet the majority have, but I, I don't know. I don't know if that's what really causes it, or are you just kind of... There's... I know that there's and a lot of... And do they love of, their mother? Does a psychopath actually love their mother? <laughs> there's a lot of bonding and skin contact. And you know how you release yeah. endorphins and whatnot just from bonding time? Yeah. And you have to rely on someone when you come to rely on someone. What, what's the old line? You put two people in the room and they're going to get together. Yeah. Right? You leave yeah. them there forever, they're going to hook up. Right. right. Every right. single so romantic you, comedy movie ever where they're hooking up. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Any so, kidnapping. Loving. So regardless of whether you love them to begin with, you're going to have <laughs> to grow to bond. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> well, you know, Beauty and the Beast. I get Munchausen. it. What is that one? Uh, it's not the Nightingale one either. No. That's when you. That's when you take care of somebody. Once again, this is this is the fourth podcast in a row. Stephen King wrote a book on this. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode, we're going to talk about dream catchers. <laughs> What's the one world eaters? That one freaked me out when I was a kid. Like the like literally the reality was getting eaten. Oh, I don't know. That, that freaked me out. Anyway, um, I would say regardless of whether you do or don't love your mom coming out, you have you are grown into that position. Okay, so that kind of falls into what uh, what I what I said first. No, I don't believe love at first sight is a thing. But take this prime example here. Yeah, he is not particularly fond of our mom. Yeah, but him and my dad got along. Yeah. So, did he see my dad first? Well, and it could have been. <laughs> <laughs> and here's here's also a thing. He could have loved mom at a young age, and then through growing up, end up making it worse. Not since I've been alive. Uh, yeah, how old was he when you came around? I was the baby Eight. of the family when Drew was born. So, then I became the middle uh Right. Child of Dominion. Right. And, and you got ignored a little bit. Things went to shit then. A little bit? I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know how much. You can't look at me. I wasn't there. A little bit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and I know Drew uh, was a trouble child. One of my favorite... Actually, speaking of favorite memories, or uh, earliest memories, starting with my favorite one, I remember sneaking behind Kent in a chair and just... Smacking the shit out of him oh <laughs> and God. running to my room and locking the door. Dude, my sister was like that. I was any such a any little thing, any little thing, she would cause trouble. And if we'd yell at her, she would just call dad. Okay. And of course, because she's a little princess, and we're two boys. Yep. <laughs> but no, my uh, my earliest memory uh, doesn't actually have to do with Kent beating me up. It has to do with my other brother Lance beating me up. Uh, Lance beat you up. Yes. Lance hurt anybody he could get his hands on. Oh yeah. No, I no 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 no. I Weapon, don't, weapons mostly. Do do I believe? Plastic dinosaur. Yeah. Do I believe Lance would hit someone? Yes. I believe Lance could take it. Do I believe Lance could beat up anybody? I was about thirteen when I outgrew him. <laughs> that's that's my point. He was twenty five. <laughs> Just towered over him. Yeah. Uh, but I was running away from him, and I was running to my mom because he was chasing after me, and I turned the corner too quick and ran headfirst into the door frame and knocked myself out. Wow. <laughs> that is the first <laughs> memory that I have. Wow. I, I don't remember this, but it would be easy to believe that you could have blamed the head injury on Lance. <laughs> Dude, has he always been clumsy? Drew? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Always. I will trip on my own feet standing. 
it's weird because like sometimes there's lots of times you're not. Even bowling, throwing the ball now, you're not clumsy. Yeah, you're releasing it fine and perfect. Yeah. you know. Uh, you my played mind, soccer. You were good at soccer. From my mind is other places most of the time. So I, when I do tertiary things, it's just on. See, on my mind's like that a lot. But I learned how to like get my peripherals real good. So you just learn how to dodge shit real quick. You gotta have cat like reflexes. While I was a bigger man, I had to be very aware of my surroundings because you just run into everything. Right. Yeah. I right. did feel very dexterous being able to move around. Things. Yeah. Well, and now that you're skinnier. That's easier. <laughs> yeah, you, you like move like water now. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. like when I was 220, 240. Before he used to shake like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> jiggle, when I was bigger, there was I times where I'd have problems. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't like. Don't worry, it, it'll come to Lance here, Especially with me, it was love handles. Like sometimes I wouldn't realize how big my love handles would get when I got out of control. You know what I mean? You bump something, you're like, oh, fuck. All right, we're talking about love handles real quick. My uh, one of my coworkers was joking about people jumping up and down because they were doing a thing at the place where I work. Yeah. And I was like, "Listen, if I spun around, I'd look like a damn helicopter with how much skin I got." <laughs> yeah, dude, you look like Oogie Boogie when he got cut open. Is that okay? So I don't know if I talked about this, but <clears throat> a lot of people comment on my weight all the time. I love it all the time, right? Because I'm a skinnier man. So, Whether it's too much or too little? No, almost always too little, right? They think yeah. I have too little. Morgan but, calls you string bean. Stri- right. It, it, it happens a lot. My mother was having some health complications, right? She went, got an x-ray. There was, like, this mass on her lung. We are all kind of scared. She's been out of breath a lot, whatever. Anyways, it went, it got by, uh, they re-looked at it. They told her, they're like, hey, we don't think this is anything real big. Maybe just a little bit of mucus or something, whatever. And she's like, well, why am I always out of breath and yada, yada? They looked at her and they told her, well, you know, disease isn't always the answer. (laughs) You know, maybe go walk a little bit. (laughs) I I realize what you're aiming for here. Is she also a smoker? No. No. She used to, but she's bigger now. And she doesn't do anything. Like, there's times I've commented on it where I'll walk in. She's in the same chair all the time watching TV. And I'm like, hey, you can't do that. Go walk the yard. You got how many acres of yard? Just go walk it. Go enjoy your yard. You bought it. You're paying all this money for it. Go enjoy it. But, uh, so I was at Christmas, right? Or not Christmas, Thanksgiving. And everyone, once again, started getting on my weight. And I was telling them, like, I'm not... I watch my body fat and all that. I'm not even under 15% body fat. I'm nowhere near being to the point where, like, I'm sickly. Yeah. Right? If I lift up my shirt, I still have man tits. Jesus Christ. I can push <laughs> them together and they look like boobies. Right? <laughs> boobies. I can pinch I can pinch my stomach and get rolls of fat off of it. Me too! Right? Like, I am, I am not sickly. And they were, they all started attacking me like, well, we wish we could be skinny like you and eat whatever we want. And do whatever we want. And I'm like, no, I don't eat whatever. Or like, I eat pretty healthy for the most part. And the only time you see me eat bad is after a workout. which, Or when you hang out with me. Is that why you had Mexican today? Yes, because I worked out real hard. And I worked out my back, which is a big group muscle. And when you do that, there's something called an afterburn. And during the afterburn, whatever you eat is going straight to your muscles. So you don't have to worry about what you're eating in a diet. I've never actually heard of that term. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Either way. Either way. That's why people can watch somebody big eat badly during those times. As long as you work out big muscle groups, at that time, you depleted it. It is now trying to look for storage. Anything you eat within a certain amount of hours is going straight to that. 
Okay, but a uh, little, little help for everybody. But so I picked up my shirt, and I showed him all my boobs and my stomach. And I told him, I was like, y'all are just fat. I was like, I'm <laughs> sick of this. I was like, y'all are fat. And you look at me, and you're a little bit mad because you're mad at yourselves, and then you take the aggression out on me. I was like, you guys are so fat, you lose, you lost the idea of what a healthy person looks like. That's how big you got. You look at me, and you think there's something wrong with me, when I'm actually in the normal percentile. I'm where you should be. Didn't it, uh, aren't there so many larger people in America that, like, it literally changed what yes. the average is here? Yes, and that's what I explained to them. If you go... And they say, hey, you're in the average of blood pressure. Your blood pressure is actually high for a human because 40% of us are obese. That's not counting overweight. That's obesity. That's dangerously fat. And those people bend what normal is. Mm -hmm. So when they say, hey, you're within the normal of this, you've got to factor in, okay, well, how many unhealthy people are in that normal? So it's, dude, uh, I don't know. When it comes to that, it just really irks me because, like, you're not allowed to comment or it's rude to comment when someone's fat. But yet. That has never been a thing. Oh, I have been called has. fat by friends and family. Maybe it's just people know that I can take it. <clears throat> you say that, but you initiate it. Okay. I don't say. Yes. My gamer tag is my fat friend. No, Drew. no, no. That's like, not what I mean. That's not what I mean. My point is, I don't comment most of the time on how you look. Yeah. You comment all the time on how I look. Yeah. You comment that my legs look like what? Thin, small legs. You yes. said they look like chicken legs. You comment on my body. You comment on my hair. You comment on my face. You However, comment on my acne. You, yes. But. Do I ever do that to you? But I will be the first person the next time to say, wow, man, you look good. Your hair looks nice. But. Your body looks real nice. But my point is... I'm so glad you can do a push-up. Pull-up. My point is, if you're willing to say that to others, they're not going to hold back what they're going to say to you. There's been multiple times where somebody I don't even know comes up. My favorite, least favorite, I guess, is when somebody comes up to me and goes, Whoa, do you play football? Fucking come on. Dude, it's also because you're six foot four. So? You're a, a big statured man. Do you automatically respond with, I used to wrestle? I do. I, most of the time I do now, yeah. 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 Before I wrestled, I said that I played soccer, and they would always drop the fact. Dude, all I'm saying is anyone I talk to has no problem, or like no problem coming up to me and calling me like shrink bean or small. But you're a very approachable person, and people can speak their mind to you. No. It's also because I'm small, and they don't think that it's an insult. But so, your friends aren't going to come up to you and go, hey, fat ass. How's it going, Chunky? You know? <laughs> I did. I called you out for being big. You, and yeah, you changed yes. your life. Yes. But, yes. You uh, are talking about comments about your weight. Do yeah. you have such a negative view about compliments about yourself? What do you mean? So, Drew, if you if someone talks about your build, right? Yeah. You, you have a base level of response or a negative response. Okay. And if I compliment you, you have a positive response, right? Yeah. Why is the output to you changing? Why, why can it be good or bad to you? Like, If they call me string bean? 
No. Um, or if they, if they literally call me sickly. Because that, that offends why me it o- because it's like, why am I sick? Because why are you, why why is are it you okay more for hurt? me to compliment you, but not okay for him to what, comment? Why are you more uh, hurt that I say you don't fill out that jacket than you being fulfilled and saying, wow, man, you're looking good. Fill out that jacket pretty well. Why, why do I feel better when you focus on a positive aspect of me instead of a negative? Why does the magnitude of it affect you more? Okay, that may be part of it. But my thing is, why can you be okay with the positive, but you're not okay with the negative? Like, why is that okay? Uh, I think it's it's fine if you want to negatively comment on someone, if you can take the negative comments, mm-hmm. you know. But my point is, if you're going to sit there and get mad because someone commented on your weight after you called me string bean, then that's on you. <laughs> we, that's my point. My point is, I'm not, I, don't, am I, the asshole? <laughs> I, don't care, I don't care if you call me string bean. But if I now call you a fat ass who's unhealthy and your heart's probably fucking clogged and you might die. Well, I mean, yours is a couple of magnitudes higher than string bean, but I understand where you're going. My point is you're calling me sickly because you don't think I eat. I'm going to call you okay while you're addicted to food. Okay, that's that's equal. Right. The first time that I saw Kent after he lost weight, I want to say it was probably two years before I actually saw you in person. I went, wow, you look like you had cancer. Uh Uh-huh. He actually right. also took his hands around my calf muscle. And he's like, That's what I mean. What the hell? Okay. Now, all I want to say is, if I started doing that to your part, yeah. like parts of your body, how would you feel? What, putting your hands around my calf? No, or going like, oh, man, it looked like a bomb blew up inside you. And started grabbing your stomach going, man, you've really gained weight. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, I had... You would probably be depressed. Okay. But then go into you're, a you're real being a hypocrite state. because at the very beginning of the podcast, you took a shot about my saggy milk tits. <laughs> you took a shot about my gentle touches. T- no, tit does not for tat. <laughs> you literally, dude, all I'm saying is for a while. And that was after. All I'm saying is for a while, I wouldn't make fun of you for it. And you kept calling me a molester of things. <laughs> Is this where I just start yelling for Phil? Is that, is that how this works? See? <laughs> uh, by the way, I don't believe in love at first sight, but I do believe in lust at first sight. Me yeah. too. That's where I was. I think a lot of it's lust. And I think people have a hard time because I don't know if love is so much a feeling anymore or a decision. It's chemicals. I think that's lust. It's both. It I, 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 think, I think love's truly a decision. You wake up and you choose to love that person. Yellow, you know? red, or blue? Blue. Red. I'm going to try and bring one of these things back. We used to have some snacks on the podcast. And right, today, and just a little bit. Now we have wax bottles. Do you drink this shit? What is it? Uh, Wax bottles. They, it's like a juice on the inside. Do you got to bite the top? Yes, off? you bite off the top. And some people eat the top. I mean, you can do whatever you want. It's but wax, you, you, right? you bite it, and then like, uh, and then like a hug, you uh, mm. slip it down. I'm, I'm gonna have to see how this is done. I bit the top off. Ooh, dude, this is pretty sour. Mmm. Only in America. How would you like your sugar? Okay. Did you eat the wax? <laughs> no, I'm not eating the wax. <laughs> I was talking to him. So, oh. like, I don't know. This is okay. Was this, like, your favorite thing when you were young or something? No. I never actually had them growing up. Not horrible. 
sour. Yeah. Yeah. I actually kind of like the tanginess. Yeah. Does it go well with the uh, guinea? Yeah, it kind of does. The uh, bitter and ta- t- bitter sourness. Perfect. Thank you. Being bitter. Just like Drew. Bitter and sour. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. That sends us to our first segue uh, into the first topic that I wanted to talk about today. Okay. And I didn't really give you guys much on this. Uh, no. I codenamed it Santa. Yeah, okay. Okay, <laughs> so we're on step two, Santa. Santa. Um, with, Satan. With the Christmas season coming up, yeah, okay. uh, there was been a lot of decorating and a lot of Christmas talk and a lot mm-hmm. of plans mm-hmm. going through, and it made me think about stuff. Good. Before you do that, maybe you should give parents just a chance. Ooh. Maybe you should give parents just a chance. Maybe I should get a towel. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so CJ. Yeah. <clears throat> while Drew is handling this here towel situation. What has been new in your life? Like, not, you know, the argument about, you know, like, what happens at work or whatever. Yeah. Like, what's actually new for you? Dude, you know what? I'm rediscovering the love of music. Did you make that choice to love music? Yes. Okay. Yeah, actually, I looked at my bass, and I have three of them, and I sold my five-string. I used to have four. Mm-hmm. I sold my five-string because I wasn't playing it. And I've had these strings for my acoustic bass that I bought like a year ago, and I just haven't got around to putting them on. Because acoustics are kind of a bitch. They have like a pig system and yada yada. Okay. And I was looking at it, and I was like, you know what, man? I really I really used to like playing this thing. It helped me get through a lot of my like emotions and stuff without really having to talk to people. I really liked expressing myself that way. So I was like, you know what? I never fully got to the point on bass where I ever really wanted to be. You know? So I was like, let me try now. So I've been picking it up. I I reconditioned the neck. I redid the strings. I kind of fancied it all up, sanded it the way I had to. Do you have a separate tuner? Mm-hmm. Okay. I yep. didn't know if they do regular guitar tuners work on basses? Yeah, they will. They usually have a lower octave. My acoustic actually has its own tuner inside of it. Hmm. So you can just press the tuner button right on it. Rich. Uh, yeah. Actually, that's one of my most expensive basses is that acoustic. <laughs> it really is. I remember a week after you bought it, you went, man, I wish I didn't buy that. <laughs> I, yes, but after I reconditioned neck, put the different strings on and changed some stuff, I, the tone is much better now. Hmm. It just needed a little bit of work. Whoever, I, the way the factory set it up is not the best for it. Let's put it that way. But, uh, so I've been practicing my scales and stuff and just really falling in love with music and really getting into music theory so I understand where to go with the notes that I'm trying to play. Can you read music? I didn't used to be, but now I'm slowly, slowly getting in, into it. I can read it very slowly. <laughs> I know like when it goes up or down and I know what a note could be for singing, but when it comes to translating a an F on a musical note and it will take me forever to realize it's an F and then forever to figure out where that would be on a thing. Uh, See. So you do the drum line thing where you have to hear it and then you can do it again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. Well, yeah, I think I think a lot of people first off, any music teacher I had always said you had to be able to sing it or hum it before you can play it. So that that that's where that comes in. Hearing it a lot different than very few people can sit there and open up a music sheet and start reading it like a book and understanding how it like can really hear the sounds and can in do their the head. Tempo right at it, yeah. Now the tempo and rhythm, I can do that because of drum line and stuff. I can do that. The tempo and rhythm is easy. To me, it's the notes and the staff because the staff's written differently for what you're reading and things like that. Then it depends on. One of my tuned in 
So I might be in drop D, but this staff is in standard and it's telling me notes and I got to take that and then either change it to what my base is because of tuning on is different or, you know. I don't particularly want to get into that, but I understand next to none of that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd get into it, but it gets really dry unless you love yep. music. Yep. Yep. It gets real boring. So going back to what I was saying before uh, I spilled. Do you want to give parents a heads up? You know, take the headphones off the little kiddos? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, as a warning, if little kids are listening to this, uh, you might want to take it away. No. Do, okay. If little kids are listening to this, just to let you know, I put <laughs> not for kids Right when we <laughs> upload it. Like, I purposely put for 18 and up when we upload this. I mean, it could be in the background. And it is, if I something could. does get spoiled for you, comment us and let us know that we spoiled it. I'm not, yeah, I'm still going to spoil things, but I'd like to know that I did it. <laughs> be proud. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so I co-named this Santa because the Christmas season is coming up and lots of family are, you know, getting ideas and plans ready and things like that. And something hit me. Yeah. Some people still believe in Santa. So, grown-ups? Yes. Mainly, Morgan has two autistic brothers. and Well, that... Yes, they both believe in Santa. That answers it for you right yeah, there. But, yeah, but, you know, they're, they're 22. Yeah, but mentally. That's the same thing. However... What, what mental... Most people, most people have found that Santa Claus isn't real. Same thing with the Easter Bunny and, you know, Tooth yeah, Fairy and yeah. so on and so forth. The Easter Bunny's Spirit. freaky. <laughs> the Easter Bunny is freaky. One thing that I was completely curious about, and I had my own experience with this, and I'm so fucking glad that you're here for this, Ken. Hmm. When did you figure out, or when were you told Santa Claus wasn't real? You know, I don't... <clears throat> I don't remember. I know exactly when mine was, see, but I want to hear yours. <laughs> see, I don't remember it ever going like, oh, Santa ain't real. <clears throat> I think... I kind of all I'm a natural skeptic to begin with. I'm naturally rebelling. Like I, I, I hate following what everyone always does. So I think I kind of always was like, ah, eh, this sounds like bullshit. Maybe not, but I don't. I really don't have a like. When I was younger, I had a bunch of siblings, some older, bunch of cousins and stuff. So I think it leaked out earlier right. than what it should. Like, what age do you think you were? Four. Four? Five, maybe. And just one of your siblings told you that it wasn't real? I think one of my older cousins. One of your older cousins? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, DJ, Luke, Matt, all of them, we'd go over. They would hate on us because we'd want to play video games. And we're they were like f three, four years older than us. Get out of here. Santa yeah. Claus isn't real. Yeah, so they and would, then you have an existential yeah, crisis. Yeah, so and they like, have to think about it for a while. Well, well, well they would get pissed because they'd be playing stuff like Resident Evil or, or Final Fantasy. And Zach and I would want to play because we had video games at home. And they're like, well, this ain't two-player game, you know? And we're like, but we want to play. So we'd go downstairs and tell their moms. And, and their moms would go up there, yell at them, and make us play. So I think it was, like, something to do with that where they got pissed. A little yeah. revenge. Yeah, a little revenge. Ken, what was yours? Oh, I, I got mine fully in mind, but I want to hear you. Mine actually includes you. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Mine includes our older brother. <laughs> okay. So this, 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 this is, is a optimizer tradition. <laughs> I, did I spoil it for Lorelai? No. Not okay. yet. That, that's the whole thing. Okay. Um, so I had pissed you off. <laughs> See? See, this is where it all comes in. I had pissed you off, and Lance was in the same room. And... Uh, 
totally unadulterated. You went, Santa Claus isn't real. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say I remember this, but I don't uh, deny it. So I brushed it off first. I brushed it right the hell off. And uh, then I was on the bus, and a couple of the kids were talking about Santa Claus wasn't real. One of them had gotten spoiled, and of course it spread like wildfire on the bus. Mm -hmm. And it hit me. I was like... Two people said the exact same thing. I came back later that day from school and I confronted you about it. And I said, tell me the truth. Is Santa Claus real? (laughs) (laughs) What did I say, please? (laughs) You said, I want you to think about something. (laughs) Okay. That sounds like something I do to you. Yeah, that sounds like a Kent. What did Santa get you for Christmas last year? And I was like, I don't know, a Power Ranger or whatever, something like that. What did you tell mom you wanted for Christmas <laughs> last year? I went, holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> All right. I was seven or eight. <laughs> oh, man, I, I love the whole, even then I used logic on you. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what's yours? All right, so I was in the back seat of mom's little red minivan. Yep, the one you broke? Uh, no comment. <laughs> okay, it was, it was probably the blue one before that then, because that was a long time. The one I broke. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, we were driving to Sunday service, like Christmas morning, and we didn't open Christmas presents till we came home. Right. Right. And we were. We had breakfast, then went to church, and then opened yeah. presents. So let's say eight thirty in the morning, heading down Mom's road. Yeah. We were almost to Uncle Charlie's house, and Lance mentions to Mom. Blah, 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 Santa. Right? And Mom's like, you know he's not real. Stop it. And I was sitting in the back at seven years old. Right? Going, Santa's not real? (laughs) Mom turned around and looked at me, this wide-eyed grin, and Lance was like, oh, shit. (laughs) I still have the visceral memory of that. So, was Lance like a traditional older brother when before drew was born lance was a good brother (laughs) he was so much older than me that like he was that brother that was away at school Mm. while i was growing up okay once drew was born and kent got ignored lance also got ignored so lance found his own group of nerds and yeah football fanatics he found his cj yeah aka ken by the way mm-hmm. um i mean he, he had ken long before he had ken before you were born right yeah and yeah. uh yeah he, he just was... lance went his own way he has always just been a separate kind of person yeah yeah, yeah he's a man who walks by the beat of his own drum yeah well that drum is a uh, congo down by the river yeah <laughs> i i think it's transformers there is a drum transformer i think transformers in disguise the first memory i have of transformers is we went to pick him up from one of the babysitters and he was glued to the tv watching them fill energon cubes (laughs) in one of the tv shows from one of the og stuff (laughs) i don't even know what that means so the whole like perfect sadly we do (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what we need to get him is this plastic Energon cube. Yeah. That's what you should get him. I'm not getting him a present this year. We already talked oh, about damn. it. Oh, damn. But 
Santa not being real and finding out about that got me thinking about all the other ones. And I know that it's not close to this time of year for certain yeah. things. But the tooth fairy is real, right? <laughs> There's Sorry. a fairy that collects my teeth. Sorry. You've seen the movie. Yeah, it's the rock. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's real. Yeah. But he's I, on steroids. He ain't natural, but he's real. He's real. But I started going through my my own history of like certain figures, like the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy and things yeah. like that. And I, I I remember most of these when I found out that they weren't real. Okay. Uh, I had something very similar to yours with the Easter Bunny. We were going down to my aunt's house in Harrisburg, and I was like, "Why did the Easter Bunny get me a?" christian book like a church book oh that's just what i picked up off the shelf i was like okay santa's already ruined for me so this one's too yeah right so my my santa ruin sent the spiral down everything in one day it was boom 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 that's kind like of the way i minute. was once i knew santa and honestly oh, yeah, that kind of going, no, i'll no, be no. honest the santa blow Maybe even, I think it even made me kind of a little bit more like, well, what about this Jesus character? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I was in Catholic school and I'm like, well, Santa ain't real. What about this other character who does miracles all over? Is Uncle Benjamin real? <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Benny's real. <laughs> but the, so when I had found out about the Tooth Fairy, I had already knew, known from everything, but then I got my uh, teeth removed to have braces. Like, I had all my baby teeth taken out, yeah. and they gave me the baby teeth, and I thought I was hot shit, because I went into you my mom, like $20. and I thought that I was fucking in on the thing, dude. So I shook the bag at my mom and went, Tooth Fairy's giving me 20 bucks. <laughs> she was probably, I had already known at that point, but I, I she, thought I was slick. She was probably thinking Tooth Fairy just had to pay 2,000 bucks. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> How much candy caused that? <laughs> None. They had to take everything out so everything would grow. Oh, so like your baby teeth, they just wouldn't fall out. Yeah. Ah, that happens. Yeah. Yeah. How much did you get for a tooth? We got a dollar, and yeah. it was usually in quarters. Yeah, My yeah. My daughter gets five dollars. Fucker. No. I had fifty cents until like I got twelve years old, and then I got a dollar. Yeah, I got mainly quarters and a buck, and that was about it. But you, you figure at the age of Five, six, I had my first job. And we used to make ice for the Amish. Hmm. So my neighbor Satch, down on Canard Atlantic, yeah, yeah. The, so the Amish, they don't use electric, so they don't have refrigerators, right? Well, back then they didn't use electric. Back when I was a kid. Now was, I saw a freaking horse and buggy go by my house. I was sitting there in the third bay, inhaling things, right? Taking in my your third vitamins? Bay, taking my vitamins. And I hear, boom. <laughs> and I'm like, what little asshole is going around this fucking town with subwoofers like this? Honestly, to me, that sounds like a cell phone vibrating in your pocket or on a table. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of. You, you know he when cars vibrator on. You, you know house. when cars have way too much bass and the whole car's shaking and it sounds like that. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. And I was like, okay, this should take a couple seconds to go by, and it did not. It was taking a lot longer. I'm like, what the fuck? And I look out, and there's a bunch of young Amish kids <laughs> right on their horse and buggy just... Dum, dum, dum. I'm like, Jesus Christ. But, uh, so my first job, I was sitting there. We'd make ice for the Amish. You know, Satch, uh, we'd go over, pour it in this big vat, 
and then put those vats inside the freezer. Then we'd pull out the frozen ones, flip them out, hit them all, get all the ice blocks off. Then we'd go around, uh, actually where I lived, it would just be kind of like around the block to all the Amish people that lived near us, dropped off all the ice. We'd get said money. I forget how much, but it was I know it was enough to buy Sobies because after work every day, we'd get on our bike, ride a couple miles to the closest convenience store, and we'd buy the cool Sobie drinks because they had the sweet lizards in the glass at this point. The, the dragon one? Yep, dragon, uh, dragon fruit something. Dragon fruit. Yeah, and I had the cool dragon. So we'd buy those left and right. So I, I Jolt think I, energies? Jolt, well, no, that, that was in high school. Later. Yeah, that came a little that was later. so good. Those were delicious. Cherry bomb. You know what I miss? What? OG Jones juices. They had berry white and it was phenomenal. Jones juices. Like instead of sodas. Jones soda? No, it was before the soda. Their and juice. used to carry Jones juices. It was just a small little soda glass bottle, right? Yeah. It was just berry white. It was white cherry. <laughs> so oh, so let's get it on. But so like, <laughs> ooh, let's get it on. Berry with an E, thank you. But I, I think because of that, we always got a little bit of money, nothing too big. Because they're like, well, you already got a job over there. <laughs> You're already working. So on to my next thing. Uh, something popped into my head at work while I was... Somebody was yelling at somebody else. And I was... The person who was being yelled at decided that that they, they didn't point. want to be yelled at and they were taking offense to the things. Why is the act of yelling so offensive to you? Regardless of what is said. I don't think it's offensive. Why is raising your voice a problem? I don't think it's offensive. I think People what... say, don't raise your voice to me. Yes. That's a respect part. Yes Why? no. Why is the volume of your voice a respect? Okay, because if I sit here, here's the main reason. It's the difference between being aggressive, like I'm about to attack, compared to being composed, like we're having a conversation. If we're having a conversation about a dent I left in your car, okay, the problem's probably going to get resolved. If we're both screaming at each other about this dent in your car, we're probably going to end up in a fist fight. And the difference is your heart rate. When I yell, your heart rate's going to go up because you're going to feel some sort of way. And also, I'm feeling some sort of way. That's why I'm yelling. Usually, you don't yell when you're calm. When you're calm, you usually talk. You might talk in a louder voice, but you don't yell. Okay, so you said the magic word that I was looking for here, scream. Scream and yell have two different connotations. I disagree. If he screamed at me, that is, hey, how you doing? If he yelled at me, don't you fucking do that again. I'll beat your fucking ass. I disagree. Yeah, I, I also agree, CJ here. To me, screaming is a higher <coughs> level of yelling, but yeah. it's still yelling. But it's still yelling, yeah. I I believe a scream is a yell, but mainly probably out of pain or, like, discomfort. Because if I, I don't scream at somebody, yo, that's a yell. Yeah, that's, you yell that to somebody. Okay, so now we're in different connotations for raising your voice. Why is a yell okay, but a scream and a... Because usually when you're yelling at somebody, they're at a far distance. Yes, yeah. yelling is usually distance. Screaming is, I'm close and I want to get my point across and I don't care what you have to say. Right. So usually when you get into the point of screaming or yelling over somebody, why they get mad is not 
not the yelling itself, but because you're not listening to their argument or letting them reply. So because you're yelling to keep them silent, they're mad because you're silencing them. Okay, but why is why do we do that as people? Why can't we just bring ourselves up to their level and yell at each other and get our points across? Because two people one, yelling, no one's listening. Yeah. No, yep. Okay. You can't talk and listen at the same time. As soon as somebody yells at you, your mind goes blank and rage anyways. That's what yelling does to people. Right, that's why there, it's rude to yell. There's, there's your, your answer. answer. Hey. Okay, so then you're both screaming. That you're happening. both yelling, yeah. you're both not but that's, listening. But that's, that's not your, that wasn't your the, question. Your question was, why is it offensive to yell? My, there it is. Because when you yell, it incites anger, and it also shuts the other person down from being able to have their voice heard. Therefore, it becomes a fight. So no, yelling the, is considered rude because of what it leads to. The pocket question here, which gets rearranged, is why do you go blank? When somebody yells at you, why do you feel that way? I told you, because it's aggressive. Fight or flight. Fight or flight. Because they're coming at you in an aggressive way, you don't feel it as a discussion anymore. You feel it as a personal attack. When it's a personal attack, now anger's behind it. When When anger starts affecting you, you don't think clearly. When you can't think clearly, you can't think... You're not listening to what they say, and you're not taking it in to, uh, to actually have a response. You're waiting to respond. Good. So if you would come at me and yell. Yeah. Or scream. You know, whichever is appropriate. I instantly go into flight mode. Yeah. My hands will be complete ice. I will be shaking. I won't even be thinking about why you're yelling at me. I just shut down. Yeah. So I told you about the Christmas incident that I had at work. The main problem I had is when they surrounded my table. Because now that put me in a mode. When they kind of crowded my table, that put me in a mode like, oh, they're bullying me, they're around me, they're crowding me. Now that already put me in some sort of way. You know, now I'm already feeling like this is a fight. I feel like I got to defend myself. And I think that's what yelling does. When you yell at someone, they feel like you're trying to exert your power. And to shut them up. And when they feel that way, it is no longer about the argument. It is now about the principle of you not letting me respond. So now we're arguing about something different. Yelling's about winning. Yes. I will win this argument. Yes. I'm going to win this argument by being louder and Mm -hmm. keeping you silenced. Okay. Hence, we go back to respect. Mm -hmm. So now an auxiliary question. Is yelling at somebody just one of the easiest things to do? Is that why it happens? Yes. Mm-hmm. I believe yelling happens because people run. People have a hard time admitting they're wrong. People also go into arguments uneducated. So they might only hear one side of something or they only might know this little bit. Right. Now, I run into this a lot with a good amount of people. Their friend might tell them something. You tell them, hey, whatever your friend told you is wrong. They automatically feel some sort of way because they feel like, you saying that is personally attacking their friend when really you're just going, Hey, they just didn't know what they're talking. I'm not saying they're a bad person, but I know this topic and they didn't know what they were talking about. That's actually another topic that is not too coy to bring up right now, but I had hoped to do a whole bigger one on this. It seems as though people enjoy the first thing that they hear more than any other thing past that prime example. Agreed. Prime example. Somebody shows you a song. And it is an acoustic version of a very popular song. Somebody shows you a month down the line the actual live the version 
yeah the the original version of it and they're like oh my god this is so good and you're like yeah but i heard the acoustic version yeah. i like the acoustic version better okay let's say you heard let's say you heard painted black by gob first yeah then you heard it by the rolling stones right and then you go well yeah but gob already set my right they they set the president of what i think the song is yeah i like them because they did it better i have a very specific song that this it, i thought actually thought about this yeah hit it black betty by spider bait Oh yes. yeah, I love the Spider Bait one because I heard it in the uh, Need for Speed Underground Two yeah. soundtrack, and then every uh, Black Betty I've heard since doesn't even compare to Spider Bait. You know what uh, song it is for me? Hmm. Behind Blue Eyes by Limp Bizkit. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Because <laughs> Behind Blue Eyes, as first time I heard it was by Limp Bizkit, only by Limp Bizkit. Then I then the Who does it. I believe yeah. it's the Who, and it's just yep, it's so much slower and different, but. I think that's because it's your first taste, therefore, okay. That becomes your preference? I think it's a lot like business. So let's say I create something in business, like to sell. Let's say we create our own cards. Once we create our own cards, they actually have zero value. I shouldn't say zero. They don't have any value picked. Therefore, what actually determines the value to our cards is whatever the first one sells for. Right. Right now, if someone buys it for a hundred thousand dollars, that makes the rest of our You're cards like worth a hundred thousand dollars. Like magic yeah. cards or Pokemon yeah, 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 cards or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I honestly thought he was talking about greeting cards. For uh, I thought he was talking but about even, business cards with his name on. Let's it. let's say even those. Let's say even those. Or well, it, it doesn't really matter. Something that we could sell. Yeah. With our logo and our name on it, yada yada. Yeah. The old byline is you can only sell it for what somebody will buy it. For. Yes. Right. And I think that has a lot to do with first impressions too. That first impression your mind starts making a connection with that item like, oh, they say this is, you know, uh, b- behind blue eyes. Therefore, this is the way it sounds. Right. Uh, Mr. Google. Yeah. Um, Hurt by Johnny Cash. Was it Nine Inch Nails? That yes, it yes. was Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I definitely prefer the Johnny Cash version. Yeah. I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you... Even Trent Reznor came out and said that's Johnny Cash's yeah. song. Yep, yep, yep. I'm going to give you one of the most famous uh, versions of this. Simple Man by Shinedown. Yep. See, or you, Simple Man by Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner to me did There is a lot two better. different variations in here. See, Shine Shinedown to me, they're trying to flex too hard on the song. Like, I really feel like he's trying to go, look how good my vocals are. And they're like, look how good I am at guitar. But and Simple you Man, probably heard the Leonard Skinner version yes, first. And true. now you're defending your choice where he probably was the true. exact opposite. True. That's very true. But I can say there are songs where it's been the opposite. Like, uh, oh, Metallica did that. Uh, oh, they've done several remakes. Yes, there are exceptions to the yeah. rule. And just from a business standpoint, like you brought it in, if something isn't working, then you come up with something better, and then you like that better because yeah. it, it has yeah, better feelings right, to it. If it's... But well, there's there's got to be a conscious think, line to I where some of it... your first impression is bypassed by something good for the next thing. Well, and I think some of it also has to do, let's say if we're talking music, I think some of that has to do with just it fitting more into your generational music compared to older generational. Yeah, because I don't like older style music. Yeah. Like, I know Leonard Skinner isn't that old. Yeah. But I like Shinedown. I don't particularly Yeah, like I don't really like Skinner. 80s hair metal bands. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of songs of those I don't like. But the remakes I like because really what they're saying and what their song is written about is good. Yeah. Just the way they presented it I didn't care yep. for. I, I have kind of a small metaphor. Their like presentation. You're yelling and the presentation yeah. is wrong. It's wrong. That's actually 
The main reason I don't like the screamo music is because it has hardly any funk or beat to it, and it's just a bunch of yelling to yell. So let me let me ask a situation here it's for like you. Like speed metal. Let's hit the three notes as fast as possible. <laughs> Kent, you're gonna be you're gonna be my base. You like boom, Simple Man boom, by boom. Uh, Shine Down, sure. and CJ, you like Leonard Skinner's Simple Man. CJ, if you found out tomorrow mm-hmm. that in the song by Shine Down, they secretly no no we're we're not gonna do it. If you play the song backwards, and it literally says Carl Jones is my hero, would that become better in your opinion? Now? No, that'd freak me out. <laughs> but now you have a connection to it. Yes, but that now is... you would go around showing people that if you play it backwards, it says true. Carl Jones. True, true, true. It doesn't but change that he likes one better than the other. Thank He's you. Just it a, might. He's just proud. No, 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 it no, no, might. no, no, no. A connection to it. I have a connection to the other song too. You know what I mean? There's a reason you like songs, and it's because it provokes a feeling with inside you. Right. So there's a connection, even if you don't know what that connection is. So lots, lots of times, I think people do. I can't explain my recent connection to EDM, but gosh, do I love it. EDM? No. <laughs> See, I'm not big on EDM either. I'll hit you up later. I don't mind it. When I don't I mind it. Up, I don't hate it. But when I was growing up, Kenton Lance both had bass hunter, very large music collections. Nice. <laughs> Sugar Ray was the heart of mine. Dude, I love Sugar Ray. The S's were completely filled. Sugar Cult, Sugar Ray. Oh yeah. Sugar <laughs> Forty One. Some Forty One. S's were in that year. R- regardless. Uh, I started getting into a point where I liked music and had a computer and I was trying to pull all the music off and he gave me a copy of all of his songs. Dude must have had 50 gigs of music, which was a crazy amount at that time. That was huge back then. I have like a 200 gig library now. How often Uh, do you listen to it? Quite a bit, actually. Uh, I thought you'd go on Spotify (laughs) now. Out of his 50 gigs, I had to go through and sort what was, what? 48 of it was EDM dance music. <laughs> right. A lot of that came from the gayest man I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Is that how that got popular? You think? It was in the gay bars. Well, that's where it came from at that time. For me. That, that's yeah. how another one bit, bit the dust come out. Really? Gay bars? Yeah. How do you know that? What that, evidence do you have of this? That's like known fact. It was backed up by the movie. Do you hear I was getting yelled louder? He's trying to yell because so, yeah, he doesn't yeah. know of as much. Yeah, yeah. But trying to really prove his point. Okay. No, my. <laughs> I first off, I haven't seen the movie. Second, just because the movie says it doesn't mean it's real. Third, obviously it's not common knowledge because I haven't heard it. It's common knowledge how to spell yelling. <laughs> yeah. Is it though? <laughs> but it, it it had a connotation to being in those specific bars uh in the gay bars it wouldn't, it, that doesn't surprise me as a gay man right my thing is i i just think the song did not get famous because of gay bars i just think it was a good song and got famous okay and sure i think queen was i i like elton john okay i bet elton john was played in the fucking club the gay clubs <laughs> a lot too doesn't mean he got popular because of the gay clubs where does that stand for buying the Britney Spears CD? <laughs> he bought that for me. Yeah, but that's because that's because Drew wanted sticky fingers. Uh, I wanted sticky everything. Britney Spears. <laughs> baby, one more time. Oh, dude, that's I why I wanted to crawl back up in there. Dude, there's a reason why Drew likes to get tied up and beat, and it's because of that song. Mm-hmm. 
Hit me, baby, one more time. <laughs> That's why I go around smacking everybody's asses all the time. <laughs> Actually, we got to be careful because we're getting an HR person here soon. And you Ooh. keep doing that. I know. Too bad I'm the HR person. <laughs> <laughs> no, HR signed off, I swear. Yeah, they said it was okay for me to do it. <laughs> I think your next topic is going to be all of you guys. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. Well, yeah. funny enough, I think we do have time for the one more topic at mm. the very end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. mm-hmm. Are you trying to keep it down under a certain time frame? No. Yes and no, but no, no we're going good. But but I, I want you to feel welcomed in this. I'm, yes. I'm here and fine. Continue with your stuff. Yes. So you, the one that you had brought up to us that you want to talk about is particularly <laughs> shitty coworkers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I know you have stories about this. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Or are we skipping to that? Yeah. Okay. We'll skip that. You don't have to. Uh. Yeah. No. Working with. Yeah. No. Right there. That's a. That's like a Midwest thing. Uh, yeah. No. no. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, yeah. 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 Sure. No. No. Yeah. Why not? They yeah. also do the uh, the New England area. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah, but that has a hundred percent more lobster. In Boston, <laughs> and Boston sucks. Everywhere else in that state is good. There's Boston like blows. Boston blows. States up there. I'm just saying, don't go to Boston. <clears throat> but can, hit us with you what you want to talk yeah, about. You said, particularly shitty well, coworkers. Well, you said bad coworker. Yeah, I've had I've had many, but what what's the one getting underneath your skin? All right, so this person's not even a coworker anymore, but okay. I I use this person. Shithead? Consistently. No, it's not that one. No, that, that The other bad. shithead? There's a different one. Uh, I'm not going to say the name just for a variety of reasons. Yeah. But uh, I had to train this person for weeks, right? And every single time you tell them something, they just stare at you for a minute. And they wait for you to tell them again. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I was like, go mop. Well, where do you want me to mop? Right here where we're working. Right. Take the mop, dip it in the mop bucket, squeeze it out, and run it on the floor. And then do it again. Yeah. I, I don't know how to do that. I, I just watched you do it five minutes ago. Do it again. What? Is right, he look, real? It, it, she is real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, the best I had was after 90 days of training this person. Okay, literally eight hours a day, five days a week with this exact same person. Remembering this is not my first training person. This is probably eight people in that I have successfully trained. Okay. I was like, I went up to my boss. I need you to take me away from her today. (laughs) Yeah. 90 days. That was the breaking point. She's like, I don't think she's ready. She'll never be ready, but I need you to take her away from like just put me somewhere else today sink or swim let her go right yeah she goes all right go over and make sure she's set up and then i'll send you over here to do this other thing it's like okay i go over and i'm like you got your keys she goes where are they you've been here 90 days you know where the keys are right i've showed you a hundred times all right so tell me what you're going to do today i'm going to sweep the floor i'm going to scrub the floor i'm going to do the bathrooms well what do i do it You've been here 90 days. You've done this every day. What are you going to do? And she looked at me, and I'm like, go fucking do what you know you're supposed to do. Right, right, right. She walks down the hall, right? Probably 100 feet. 
stands there at the end of the hall, looks at me, spins around, like does a full 360, <laughs> right? Comes back to me and, go fucking work! And I fucking walked off. I, bad coworkers. Bro, okay, so there's this, we got this new coworker. Have you ever met someone who gets under your skin? Immediately? Immediately. Yes. And you don't even know why. You don't even know, you're like, I don't even know what it is about this person, but goddamn, I can't stand your soul. Right? I do particularly digging to try and find out why I don't like that person, but I've that's, tried. that's me. No, no, dude, I've tried. I've reflected many of times. And I still don't know why. Okay? I mean, there's a couple reasons, but usually I can get over this. So, we had this new person start work. First thing I know, I'm talking to the said coworker. Instantly tells me she's a swinger. And oh. This and that. Now her husband do all this. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Why are you telling me this, you know? She, she coming on to you? She might have been. <laughs> because, like, dude, she would always stand super close and be like, her boobs would be touching me. You know how girls like to do that when they like you. They stand real close and they kind of. But just, like, invading my space. And eventually I had to tell her. Like, I... I would try to give hints nicely, like, hey, stand back, because I'm already a guy who has a big personal space. Like, I, I probably have more, I want more personal space than somebody else. I don't like being touched. I already have, like, that that in me. So this person just coming close already just turns me off, right? Like, get the fuck away from me. I'm, I'm at work. I'm your buddy, and I picked you up the other day, and yeah. you're like, why the fuck did you do that? Yeah. Because we were winning. That's why I did it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, and I allowed you to do it. If that was someone else, I would have been hitting them. <laughs> but uh, she's the type, dude. Really, the biggest problem I notice with her, her mind goes like a hundred miles an hour, and she doesn't slow down to think what she's doing. So she just rushes into things, causes a bunch of issues, which causes more problems. Then comes to you to come solve it, and it's like, hey, if you don't learn how to fix your own issues, we're never getting over this. First off. I work with parts. You got to know a bunch of numbers. You got to look at a bunch of numbers. You got to you got to be able to see the difference. You know, read read about what you're looking for. Many times she'll run back. Oh, this part ain't here. It says it was here. It says we have this many. The counts off. It ain't here. Yada yada yada. She's complaining. She runs. She's going to telling the customer about how messed up the place is and the counts off and yada. I'll walk right over there. Look for two seconds. Find a part. There it is. Right where it says it was. Like how do you miss it? Dude. Literally, there was, we have, like, oil that's just on the back wall. Real easy to see. It's not hard. If you walk to the back <laughs> wall, you will see the oil. She asked me one time where the oil is. I said on the back wall. She walked back there. She was there for about 15 minutes. <laughs> comes back up. Right? Comes back up. Looks at a box that's nowhere near the back and goes, oh, here's the box I'm looking for. And I said, No. Read the box. It's not oil. It's not oil. And she read it and she's like, oh, well, where's the oil? On the back wall. I walked right back there and I'm pointing at all this is oil. Does this person's name start with E? No. Okay. No. I was wondering if it was the same person there for a minute. Oh, no. But gee, dude, you just want to hit your head off a brick. And you're like, there's nothing more I can do. I want, I, I, I don't, I hate to say it. I don't want you not to have food for your family. I also don't want you to work here. You know? do, you, do you ever get to the point you just want to grab their hand and be like, come with me? No. No, you're dumb. Walk no. them out the door? No. Well, Quite. I was going to say walk her to the oil, but. No, 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 no. Quite the opposite. I think about just like, 
I'm not going to talk to you. I'm just going to ignore you and act <laughs> like you're not here. Like, and another thing, if she needs help or something, she'll do this baby voice. Oh, CJ, well, Can you, help you please me? help me with... And I'm like, dude, we're at fucking work. We're co-workers. Just ask me. I'm going to do it. I will do it. Just ask me. Don't come at me in a baby voice. Like, what is that? Why are you trying to manipulate me like that? I, I have two things on this topic. The first one is, through your guys' examples, I feel like currently where I'm at, I am that bad coworker. But let me let me preface this. You might be. When, no, I, I think that I'm just in a phase of learning. I've been there, you know, 100 days or something like that. And my boss has literally told me, for you to know and remember everything, it takes two years. So I expect you to be asking questions and trying to figure out what you're doing in this two years. Okay. If you are still looking around aimlessly after two years, then you're missing something. I guess here's here's the difference. I will tell you right now if you're different from them or not. When you run into an issue, do you try to solve it yourself first? Or do you just immediately go run and ask for help? Okay. So if I met, if I do that and I try and solve it myself, I know that I will completely ruin something if I get it wrong. So in my mind, not that, not that, oh, I will ruin the thing and have to redo it again. I will ruin something. I will ruin the process. When you go to ask for help, yes. do you at least have a story? I've tried this. Yes. This is where I've done. Rather than just, how do? Yes. When I yeah. walk up to somebody and I need to know what to put on... To cook something, I'll say, I have the pasta, I have the red sauce, I have this. I know you told me 10 minutes ago to put this on for for however long. Yeah. I don't know how long you said. Is it 10 minutes? Is it 5 minutes? I know 20 is too much. I know 2 is too little. What's that number? No, no. See, that I'd be okay with because that shows me you're learning. Right. Knowing what he does for work makes yeah. me laugh to think he can talk about it in terms of spaghetti, and I still get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, this is kind of funny. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's awesome when you can break things down into something really simple. <laughs> but it, it, to, to me, it, that shows that you're learning. You're like, hey, I know 90% of this. There's right. one important fact I don't know. I'd be okay with that as, as in teaching people. But what I wouldn't be okay with is, let's say I showed you where the pasta is 10 times. Yeah. Now, you can't mess up looking for pasta. Right. You can just find the pasta. Uh so if you go looking for the pasta and you can't find it, and in two seconds you come back up to me, like two minutes, and you go, where's the pasta? <laughs> I'm going to be pissed. Because there is no way for you to mess up. There's only finding the pasta. I might... <laughs> <laughs> I might have you show me where the pasta is the first time, and then two months later go, hey, where is the pasta? I don't need you to show me. Where is it? And I would tell you, find it. All right, CJ, okay. what if you told her where the pasta was? Yeah. Right? <laughs> and you expected her to come back with angel hair, but she came back with, like, fucking rigatoni. What would you do? Did I tell her angel hair? No, you told her <laughs> pasta. Ooh. Then that's on me because yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't clear enough. But she's done angel hair before. That's fine. That's fine. I wasn't clear enough. Because I would do something like that. You tell me get a bolt. I could have got the same bolt a hundred times. But this, you just told me bolt this time. It could be any <laughs> bolt. Maybe he meant the three-inch bolt today. Yeah. 
I don't know. I really don't know. So that would be on me. I think that's a communication problem. Okay, next time, I understand. I got to be more clear. But if I tell you, hey, go get the angel hair pasta, <laughs> and you come back with a pan and go, where's the pasta again? I'm going to be pissed. Like, no, you go look for it. Go look for it. Go open up a bunch of wrong shit so you learn, okay, the, this isn't the place. <laughs> this is not the pasta. Because like I said, when, when looking for pasta, there's no way to mess up. You will only find the pasta. One of the current things that I'm running into is Sam cooking angel hair. <laughs> and, and I walk in and I'm supposed to be doing rigatoni. And I say, all right, I know the angel hair is done this way. And I know that it's different because it's rigatoni. How long do I take for rigatoni? And the answer <laughs> that people tell me is, well, it's different every time. I know it's different. I know. I just said it. <laughs> what do I do for the rigatoni? <laughs> uh, CJ, if you don't know, by the way, our obsession with angel hair is our mom is obsessed with angel hair. Dude, I hate angel hair. I think it's the worst pasta. I hate if, regular spaghetti the most. See, I love regular spaghetti. And angel gnocchi. hair, angel to hair and to me. Tortellini. Angel hair to me. Gnocchi. I hate tortellini. It has cheese in it, and I hate it. Angel hair to me is way too thin. That's way too point. thin of a fucking noodle. I hate it. They're thin and nasty. They're soggy. It's just shit. It doesn't <laughs> hold the sauce. Like, what the fuck is this? I look at it and go, "This is uh, like uh, uh, noodles are for poor people." I grew up on buttered noodles, buttered egg noodles. I'm, I'm and then gonna... I look at that and I go, how poor are those motherfuckers who have to buy the angel air? I'm going to leave off the first name of this restaurant, the uh, the Blank Brothers restaurant. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Their angel hair was pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. That place is just Dude, that place is really good for Italian. I'll give them that. That, that place is banging. Going into my second part of this topic, I find that in different jobs mm -hmm. that I zero in on one person that a lot of people I do that absolutely hate oh hate oh i thought hate. you were gonna say like hey this is my trainer i was like a lot of people do that no kent knows this because whenever i do have a problem at work that i can't really talk to anybody he is so separated from the situation yeah. that i will just talk to him and tell yeah. him about things he'd be like am i the asshole yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're the fucking the asshole, asshole right now. Dude, dude, that's, that's what brothers are great for you because your brothers are going to be real with you right. they're not going to be like a friend who might try to save your fucking feelings yeah i call my brother and i go hey here's the situation was i right or wrong he'll be like you're fucking wrong <laughs> <laughs> you were the dick here but it doesn't matter if other people are, if 15 people at this job are being shitty to me, I will zero in on that one person being shitty if they have already been shitty to me in the past and continue being shitty to me. So you hold grudges. To that one particular person. Do you feel like you're stronger or better than that person? He has to think about it. So the answer is yes. Yes. So, do you feel like that's maybe the In one person? Do you feel like maybe that's one person who doesn't intimidate you, and that you feel no. like you have power over? No, therefore... I feel like that person has wronged me in some way. Yeah. Normally, I start out yeah, the job but... with a complete clean slate, and I like everybody that I work with. Yeah. And then something happens to where that person either gets me in trouble or told on me or something of the nature. Yes, I probably yeah. did something bad. Right. So even though you deserved it, you still felt anger at the person? Yes. Yeah. I 
before my job title change, I was, I always had one person that I hated the most. Right. Now I spread my hate out evenly so nobody's targeted. I have to be fair. Right. But do you think there comes a point where I will be able to hate people evenly? No. Or do you think I'm going to get to the point where I hate one person in particular? Is that the trend that I have run with you? Or do you think I'm just not going to run into somebody that I hate? I think that everyone has something they focus on. And if you're going to pick hating a person as a focus, you're always going to have someone to focus your hate on. Okay. Uh, I've gone over this with an ex that I've discussed. I was like, if you are with somebody, I am the problem to you. And when you're not with somebody, your ex is now the problem. Right. So this particular person just moves the hate depending on what is more. So relevant. really, it's basically I, it's basically your frustrations or your insecurity with the job or something that you actually project on one person that you feel like you're dominant over. But I don't hate anybody right now. Does that mean that it got moved to my personal life? I think you're waiting to find somebody you hate. I think you are building your hate when something goes wrong you're going to blame that, all of your frustration on one person that and do you work with less people now yes that's so many less that people. could be the big reason so you're also low man right yeah hard to hard but, to hate when you're the but I was on the low man for a lot of these times where people were so like right now i'm working with the most people uh most people well i i wouldn't even say most people but i have to interact with more people now yeah because Pentec, there was a lot of people that worked there, but I only worked on my line and only dealt with the people on my line. So there's like four people I dealt with every day. Yeah. Uh, so now, like, I have to deal with a lot more personalities, which can lead to a lot more uh, conflict, right? And then you got to ask yourself, is this person right? You know, or, or are they right? And I'm just mad about what they had to say because I didn't think of the solution or things like that. And lots of times, self-reflection is good because you, you realize when you get angry at someone or something like that, it really doesn't have to do with them. It has to do with you and some type of way of feeling. Yeah. Most of the time. Not all the time, but most of the time. Yeah, Drew is spending his excess hatred that he messed up on the, the person that called him out. Yes. Yes. He's, he, you, you're more mad that you messed up, not the fact that he called you out. But because you don't want to accept that you messed up, you hold it's now you hold fault. it against him. See, now in my head, you you're you're making sense for ninety percent of the of the things that I felt. Yeah. There are but always dumb people. There is one person in particular that I'm just like sometimes motherfucker. Is it the J? Yes. <laughs> Dude, sometimes Fuck him. Sometimes you run into people. Dumb fucking face. Sometimes you run into people you just can't stand. And there's nothing more Nothing more than that. You, you but a bowl, good leader. You bowl with one of the people that I first had that hatred for. You're friends with one of the people that I immediately hated as soon as I met them. I yeah. Like bowl? Like on a team with or in a league with? I think it's an old league. You don't no. particularly well, want to get into the specifics, do you? No. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about another point. But yeah. The, okay. the very first person that well, I felt hatred for is somebody you considered a friend. Huh. That's funny. But uh, I, uh, my thing is, lots of times, there's people that might get under my skin and annoy me and things like that. But if you want to be a good leader, you got to understand that's 
you and your personal things. Even my coworker, she tries. That's my thing, dude. It's not like she's intentionally coming out there, intentionally being an airhead, or just, you know, purposely trying to do bad. It's the baby voice that gets you. (laughs) Dude, it is. It really is. But, uh, you know, I got to look at it and go, it's not her. It's me. I'm allowing her to get under my skin and annoy me. (laughs) I'm the only one who can control how I feel. Why am I letting somebody who's not even trying to put me in a bad mood get me in a bad mood? What, What is that? That, that's something to do more with me than it has to do with them. So at the end of the day, I got to look at myself and go, where's my imperfection? And why, you know, and try to fix it. So after some introspection, why do you hate baby voice? Uh, really what it is, I think is because of my life. I, there's not a lot of times where I could be vulnerable and weak. So when I see that in others, it kind of provokes something in me that get angry, like, Stop Stop asking for help and stop being a bitch and man up. When realistically, I need to learn how to humble myself and ask for help. You know, that's what it comes down to. And because of the life that I've lived where I've had a rough life and, you know, got pulled away from my mom and things like that and thrown into places and always had to be very defensive, I think it leads to me not wanting to be open. Hmm. And I think that's why I don't like it. Because I see them being vulnerable and I can't do it. So I don't like it. Well, I think our plate is clean. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we have any other sauce left. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that what Ken texted you? No. No, I wrote you being vulnerable was a good ending note. Oh, no, did. we hit the place on our list. We did. We did. <laughs> we did. Yeah, we we skipped over one. But that's a good one to skip over. Yeah, I mean, you're welcome to be on it. No, it's okay. The people will never know that we skipped one. You can do that on your podcast that I'm not on. That is true. <laughs> I don't have it yet, but I'm going to have it. You will never have it. Dude, talking about never having it, you'll never have a regular size butthole after this plug. We're on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts at the Lunch Table PBJ. That's probably how you're listening to us right now. Kent, do you listen to us on there? Uh, Spotify. Yeah, see? One Spotify, the dude. That's the, I like Spotify a lot. <laughs> you can watch us on YouTube at the Lunch Table PBJ. Kent, do you watch us on there, too? I should. There you go. Woo! That's, that's the, the right answer. Like for. <laughs> Believe it or not, mm. ever since we've gotten into YouTube, it basically doubles, almost triples our listens on Spotify. Which blew my mind. Yeah. Well, I mean, people are constantly on YouTube, so. Yeah, but, I, like, I'm on Spotify a lot because I drove a lot. So, I, just to me, I was like, oh, people would rather listen. Like, Can you take partner watch. polls when you're on Spotify? If you do want to do that, our polls are on Spotify and also on Twitter at LunchTablePBJ. Uh, you can always stay up to date on something that we're doing there as well. Uh, if up to date is something that keeps you happy, uh, you can be on our Facebook at LunchTablePBJ as well as our fan page, The Munchies, or of course the things that CJ takes care of, our TikTok and Instagram, also at The LunchTablePBJ. Yes. Whoops. I think I'm going to have to uh, load the. Uh... Let's <laughs> table TikTok right now. <laughs> Whoops. And lastly, if you want to be like him, 
but better, yeah. uh, you can be on our Patreon at the Lunch Table PBJ. If you want to be that person that gives a little bit extra, that is the way to do it. Uh, that stuff goes straight to us, which helps yeah. us make everything better. Yeah, just like these lights. This is these... a big spiral of benefits. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's only going to be used for the podcast, which is only going to make it easier to listen to us. Right. I will be driving down in my Bugatti. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> can you just, drive in a picture? Just, just, no. yes, you can. You can well, take a picture of you driving. Yeah, of you driving, which is driving during that picture, which is driving in the picture, right? That person's driving in the picture, are they not? That's not a person. That is a person. There's two That's people there. There's two people. That is marker or paint on a canvas. It's not an actual person. Okay. You're thinking 3D in a 2D world. Okay, that image of this person. <laughs> you're making you're making it crazy. Yeah, we can deal with this later. Yeah. Are you are you good on the plug? Yep. Okay. My asshole has returned to its normal size. <laughs> <laughs> he said it wouldn't though. Yeah. It's been enough time. It has. Was it my responses that made your asshole return to yes. normal? Yeah. They puckered up a little bit. Sorry about that. As my always. Family. That's what I like it. I like when we stick in the family. As oh, always. Oh, one last thing. Yeah. Uh, I do have something special planned Ooh. for our 69th uh, follower. <laughs> so, uh, if you're close to it, if we're close to it, uh, on YouTube, by the way. A subscriber. Subscriber. I have something, I have something special for our 69th subscriber. Okay. So, uh, so if, if we're close to it, uh, or if we're not, uh, pull out multiple accounts and subscribe to that, and then try and get yourself close to it. Hey, man, we're, we're getting there. We, uh, I was looking at our analytics the other day, and how many profiles we reached was actually kind of insane. I was looking at it, and I was like, that's a lot of people to reach for the crap we talk about. Right. But, as always, thanks for stopping. It's getting a lot more fun around here. Drew. CJ. Thanks for being the co-host. Thanks for being you. Thank you. Ken, always love having you on. Oh, gosh. I feel so loved every time I'm here. Thanks for being so sexy. First you you came with the beard. Now you came without the beard. I know. You're always changing. Keeping us on their toes. I'm fat. I'm skinny. Got a beard. Don't have a beard. I know. You know, rep the the band that doesn't exist anymore. Hey. But we had a good night that night. We sang. (laughs) And we bonded. <laughs> and as always, for Drew's favorite part, time for the fortune cookie. No, I don't have anything Lucky planned this week. Lucky number seven. <laughs> I don't have anything planned this week. I don't think. Except the art of being stupid. Like you know, dad art? No, well, like your dad art almost. Actually, that could be a good example, right? Being stupid isn't always a bad thing. First off, to learn anything new, you have to be stupid. Because you don't know anything of said new object. So you have to be stupid. Also, people act more relaxed around you and willing to tell you more things if they don't perceive you as a threat. Being stupid makes you not a threat. Just remember, there's power in being stupid, people. So even if you're that but, bad coworker, but not too stupid. Well, you have to be intelligent first. 
So you yeah. have to not be stupid to be so, stupid. So I guess what I, I should say, let me redo this. I should say playing stupid's not bad. Oh, is it being stu- stupid is. is okay. Stu- <laughs> is it stupid with two O's? If you're the second one, yes. <laughs> if you're intelligent and stupid, no. <laughs> All right. Pop, 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 peace. See ya. Bye.